<laughs> yes. yes. But like, the comparison like with me and some so that'd be something neat to see, you know, the Harry Sanders at the Pirates playing in, in Williamsport wasn't a show. Welcome to episode 52 of the Non-Nutter Sports Podcast. I'm David. I'm Jason. And you are listening to the home of sports talk for everyone. We'd like to give a big thank you for last episode to, last episode to last Brad episode. and Brig. Yep, last episode. For listeners of the Not Another Sports Podcast, if you visit fansidea.com and use the code NASPOD, N-A-S-P-O-D at checkout, you will get 10% off your order. Fansidea.com is the place to go for custom-made jerseys, hoodies, shirts, and all kinds of other gear. The perfect product, perfect stitching, perfect sublimation, perfect embroidery, 100% handmade and delivered on time. That's certainty, and it's their promise to you. Again, use the code NASPOD at checkout for 10% off your order at Fansidea.com. Is this the Canadian version? E A, it's the E E. Get that. Uh, Was it uh, fries and gravy going? Oh man, I gotta be honest. Poutine's pretty freaking delicious <laughs> with the cheese curds and the gravy and fries. That's that's banging, man. <laughs> I one of uh, I think they had it at um at Springgate a while back when I was there, and that paired really well with uh, some cider. Let me tell you. <laughs> Here we go, talking about food again. Anywho, <laughs> we'd like to give a big thank you to Brad and Brig from Baseball Together and Johnny Bobble for joining us for our two-year anniversary show. Guys, thank you for being on. Yeah, yeah, thanks for being on. Um, as I said, slumming it with us for Brad and Brig. They went from talking to Jim Edmonds to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was a long two. That was two hour long episode too. Two, two plus hour hours long. and f- almost fifteen minutes. Yeah, that was long. That it was, was funny. Just complete nonsense. <laughs> but it was funny though, beyond belief. Oh, it's always a good time when when it's the five of us on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Everything just goes to craziness, and that's the best part. <laughs> Yeah, so big many- thank you to them for uh, hanging out with us two weeks ago for second anniversary show. Who would have thought? Yeah, right. You know, we hit episode fifty, few you know, a few back, and now we just hit two years. Yep, just something to bullshit during the pandemic turned into uh, well, a podcast, not a media <laughs> empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bit ways off a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just a tad. So for this episode, basically, we're doing uh, what seems to be a follow up episode. I mean, because... we've done follow up episodes, but we've never done a follow up episode of an entire episode before. So it's just funny on how this like falls right in place with each other. Uh, so period one, we're gonna do a follow up from episode forty nine. With talks on Deshaun Watson, on how this, this idiot. Ba- Go ahead. This is basically episode forty-nine, part two. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, you think about it, it kind of is. Because so we're basi- doing the two main topics from that episode all over again. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. So, 
as we all know, this idiot decided to do some stupid stuff with uh, sexual assault allegations uh, against him. And originally, he had six-game suspension. Yep. Which was nowhere near enough. No. No. Especially when guys are getting a, a whole season suspension for marijuana. Yeah, which is... I got the munchies. Give me some chips on the sideline. You know... Meanwhile, Watson can't keep his hands to himself, and he gets a slap on the wrist. Um, Pretty much. One of the few times you'll find me agreeing with the NFL commissioner on this was that it, it was not sufficient. Yeah, because he now went from a six-game to an 11-game suspension without pay, mind you. But also, Watson will also pay a fine of $5 million and will undergo mandatory evaluation by behavioral health experts following their suggested treatment programs. So I he think, goes from six games to 11 games without pay and a $5 million fine. I still think it should be the full season, no pay. I agree with that. I, the fine's fine. I mean, for an NFL player, five million. Uh, for a high-profile NFL player, five million's a drop in the bucket. Um, mandatory counseling and therapy, yes, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, I think I used the word sociopath last time. That's sociopathic behavior in my book, the way you treat a, a, a female. Um, one time is too actions. many times. Yeah, absolutely. His actions are just that those actions are just highly uncalled for. Yeah. But the fact that before he was just given a six game suspension and that was really it, really nothing else to it. I think and now and now they decided to do more, which is what they needed to do. Uh, I think it's more of. I don't want to say a happy medium, but it, it, it's it's a middle ground is how I'll put it. It's not as ex- it's not as extreme as a full season suspension, which Browns fans were fearing. Um, and it wasn't a slap on the wrist, which is what everyone else was upset about. I'm just I'm going to be of the thought it's not enough, but that's me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, for, for, to me, it should be the it should be the whole season, if anything, the season, the fine yeah. and everything he's going through now. Screw the 11 games. Just give him the season. Give him the fine. Give him the therapy treatments that he needs to get himself properly taken care of. And that's it. If not, maybe more. If you want to do more, you know, if you want to have him go through more stuff, fine. Have him go through more stuff. And I'm not, I'm not sure if I read this right or not. I'm not sure if I read it somewhere where that fine is going towards a charity. Uh, yeah, let uh, me see here one second. I thought I, I read that some talking about that. Uh, so the five million plus contributions from the NFL and the Browns will create a fund to support nonprofit organizations in the states that educate young people on healthy relationships, promote education and prevention of sexual misconduct and assault also goes to supporting survivors and related causes. 
So at least it's going to somewhere good. If anything. No, I, I know. It's just I'm of the thought it's, it's not enough. And he's an a-hole and he shouldn't be playing football because of this. Um, uh, dude, I agree with you 100% on he, that. That's something that he should be not even doing. It's shitbag behavior. So, and that's putting it lightly. And 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 see, this is this is like, this goes back to some of my issues with like super crazy diehard football fans. Is like there are people who are just like that's too much. He doesn't deserve this. Uh, then there's also people up my like fantasy team. No, this is like Browns. I wouldn't draft him, and I have a history of not drafting really great players because of their off-field antics. Yeah, but you know there's those people out there who are saying that that's too much and all that. He doesn't deserve that just because they have him on their fantasy team. Well, if anyone's drafted already, they're absolutely crazy because it's still preseason and guys can get hurt. Um, hey, some people do I don't. I don't stuff. think I draft until the 31st in my office league and – my one admin chat, I think we're going to have a league. I have no idea when we're drafting in that one. Um, but no, I'm seeing it from Browns fans. Like they're either really su- – they're really upset that he even got any suspension at all or their their outlook is, well, he'll be back in time for playoffs and we can shove it up the Steelers' ass. It's like, dude, he assaulted like 20-plus women sexually. Why are you – those people just I get don't it. Care. I get it. You want your team to win, but like, I don't want my team to win with a shitbag person leading the charge. Which basically comes to those people who want their team to win over what he's done is those people don't care about anything else other than football and their team. Yep. That's it. That's all they care about. They don't care about how other people act off the field where they could hurt other people. They don't care. They just want their team to win at all costs, which is pretty sad. It is. It is. Um, I mean, that's like, that's my issue with like the crazy diehard NFL fans. Like it's, it's a weird fandom, man. And I mean, I'm a diehard baseball fan. Like I get diehard fandom but then there's like there's a whole other level of some of these people like there's a whole other the people level. who are tailgating at like 6 a.m and they're already in paint and that's that's crazy level <laughs> they're like seven beers in by like 8 a.m like 8 a.m you're wow they must start late i've never tailgated so i don't know man. yeah i never you know, all i saw is people on video and on videos and they're just Hell, people tailgate at hockey games. Okay, so so off, slightly off topic, slightly on topic. Um, speaking of tailgating, there's a there's a couple of videos on TikTok. There's a guy at at uh, Bills games in Buffalo. He used <laughs> yeah, to work in this a, video. The guy making pizza in the uh, in, in the, the filing, filing cabinet? cabinet. Yes. One, that... I want a file. I want an old beat up filing cabinet now. Two, how <laughs> awesome is that? Like. He he legit just goes to make pizza because he used to make pizza as a teenager in a pizza shop. Like, that is so cool. Like, high praise for that guy. That guy's awesome. And the fact that he's doing it from a filing cabinet. 
And I don't think he's charging. I think he just goes to make pizza. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah, that's yeah, that'd be interesting to do it with a filing cabinet like that. I'm totally tempted. I got to be honest. <laughs> just go out and buy a cheap one. It'll, be, it'll melt, though. But, you know, for how cheaply okay. they're made now. So if you if you watched all the videos, um, he has like a, almost like a, a cast iron tray in it. And he puts the coals in that. Mm. And then he puts a rack above the coals. Yeah, I did see that cabinet, part. And then he puts the pizza on it. It's a nifty. It's like it's it's a total broke ass setup, but it's really cool. Like I'm but it totally works. sold on. But it works, you know. But yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, tailgating people take that to to next level. And I mean, don't get me wrong, that is pretty cool to do pizza like that. Tail, you know, a cheap tailgating way, or a, a redneck tailgating way. Look at where we live. (laughs) But yeah, people have weird, weird obsession when it comes to football. Yes, they do. It's, it's an obsession that you cannot really describe. Because like you said, people are tailgating at 5, 6 a.m., already have beers in them at seven, eight o'clock instead of beer or, you know, it's beer instead of coffee. Who knows? They might spike their coffee for all we know. Oh, that's true too. They might have, they might have Irish that up a little bit. Right. You know, I'm part Irish. Right. I can get away with saying that they have, uh, you know, they, they have their, uh, smoked goods already going. <laughs> I mean, at the state, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure the food is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, food's amazing, but the... I mean, I've been to picnics at your parents' house. Drunk people making food tends to be really good <laughs> and interesting. Your your brothers made some good food at picnics. I'm just saying. Agree. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Picnics, yeah, they, yeah, it, they tend to get a little interesting, <laughs> especially when alcohol's involved. We've really jumped the shark on this. <laughs> Just a tad, just a tad. But no tailgate. I, 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 I think I have better things to do than sit in a parking lot playing games for a few hours before the event. We've seen people tailgate concerts, and they had to have been there for hours before we even showed up for the concert. Obsessions. That's just I don't I don't get it. That's just me. Some people may may do tailgating as as a religion. Who knows? But for me, sports fans just who praise their team over basically human life is kind of ridiculous. That's my thought. No, um, I get it. I mean, and we're two diehard. Like you're a diehard Flyers fan. I'm a diehard. Phillies fan and we're like there's a limit (laughs) there is there I mean there is a limit to to the game to where you you love the sport that much but when it comes to human life that takes priority over anything yeah and I mean 
I don't know, just morally, I couldn't. I wouldn't want that guy on my t- on the team I cheer for. Absolutely. I mean, I because the, the, that basically would bring down. I mean, basically, that just hurts the team right there in general because that's going to bring down the morale of the team. So if he plays and doesn't have anything against them, I mean, you know, let's say Watson plays. Let's say he just gets a slap on the wrist and that's it. What's that going to say then for the rest of the team? Like, uh, eh. No, it tells them they can get want. away with doing whatever, too. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. But at the same time, though, you got to think there's going to be defensive players who are going to be headhunting him, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because not everyone has, has crap morals. Um. And I got to throw this out there. I've seen in discussions where people were pointing out, like in comparison to Watson, like being upset that he's on their team. Uh, I've seen people throw out like when Todd Bertuzzi was on the Red Wings, mm-hmm. people were pit, like Wings fans were upset about that. Um, and for those of you who don't know that story, the, uh, I forget what year it was. Todd Bertuzzi. Literally cheap shotted. I mean, you cannot get more of a cheap shot than grabbing the back of a jersey and swinging at a player. He literally and driving his head into the ice. Yep. Over a now, don't get me wrong. The beforehand, the player, the uh, the the Colorado Avalanche player was his name is Steve Moore. Uh, after that incident, that was his career for hockey. That ended his career altogether. But before that, the uh, the thing was, which I saw the video, it could go either way, where Steve Moore did a cheap sh- and, and, and and not cheap shot, but an elbow to the head of the Canucks captain. But in reality, it looked like the captain was falling. And it's just the way it caught. So it I could mean, go either way. But the fact that Todd Bertuzzi grabbed the back of the jersey and did a full swing with a hockey glove on. Now, those things are just not like boxing gloves where there's where there's like soft padding in them. Those things hurt. It's I mean, it it was essentially the moment that killed the enforcer role in the NHL. Yes, because, yes, I 100% agree. And it's not like Steve Moore went and antagonized Bertuzzi for doing it. He tried to skate away from it. Yeah, it was just a an uncalled-for cheap shot from a, go- from a goon. Essentially, it's a goon move. Yeah, and basically, pretty much, when it happened, and he got suspended for the rest of the season, playoffs, and all that, my first thought was he should be suspended until Moore comes back. And if Moore never came back, he's suspended. Bertuzzi didn't life. come back. Bertuzzi never came back. You know, that's okay, so what... comparatively. I mean, I think if Watson can't get his act together and even if again, because to me, one is is too many. Agree happens one more time. He should be done from professional football. Absolutely. 
because there is, you know, there's no call for that. Exactly. There's no call whatsoever for that between Watson and when, you know, the Tyron Tuesday incident with Steve Moore. And when people, like you said, when Red Wings found out that the Tuesday was a wing, they all booed him. They all were unhappy that he was a Red Wing. Yeah. And this is the same instance. I mean, I I would feel that some Browns fans would be the same way. Not happy that he's a Brown. No, he should be in a wood chipper. <laughs> Sorry. I have very strong opinions on certain certain things and Oh, hey, I mean no, it's you don't treat people that way. No, you don't. And like we said, what does that say for other people? I mean, kids look up to these players. Kids look up to these players. That they do, and it's a fine line because you know, Charles Barkley got a lot of heat in the early nineties for saying I'm not a role model. Because these guys don't they don't play professional sports to be a role model. Like that's just a happy accident of being a professional athlete. But I think more players today are smart enough to realize that with with this attention comes responsibility. And some people just some players don't understand that to this day still. But I think most players do. And a lot of it's common sense that you shouldn't do stupid stuff. Right. I mean, I know watching a couple hockey clips of, well, of course, games I can't watch where players would go and interact with the fans. Like I saw one, one kid had a sign that said rock, paper, scissors for a puck. <laughs> and, the player, and, and the player was playing rock, paper, scissors. Right. He lost. He went and got a puck for the kid. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and he's like, you know, like that. And with the rock, paper, scissors lost and off he goes. You know, I'm of the thought and, and maybe, you know, if I was a professional athlete, I'd feel differently, but you're taking just a little bit of your time to make someone's entire day by doing something like that. And it doesn't cost you a thing. Carrie Price, he's a big one here. He he found he <laughs> he photobombs people. If he's if he's standing next to a bench and if he's standing if he's standing next to the bench and somebody's trying to take a picture of him, he'll be like <clears throat> and just look at the camera with it. You know, things like that, or you know, players just taking that five extra seconds to wave to That's a young fan. Takes. Baseball, playing catch with a fan. A lot of players have been doing that the last few probably I mean since since COVID, a lot of players have really started finding a kid in the out like a, an outfielder, finding a kid in the outfield and just playing catch with them off and on throughout the game in between innings. And that kid has a memory for life. Yep. That kid has now have more a, more love for the game. A kid and it's those to... little things that that grow the game in ways that yeah, and this is spoiler alert, a TV deal doesn't or, you know, uh, a rights package with Xfinity doesn't. You can you can get all the money you want for TV and for Sirius XM airing it and and Amazon and Apple and everything else. But it's those little things, those interactions that create fans and keep fans just as much as accessibility through TV or radio. 
I mean, hell, I saw uh, during one football season, I forget what team it was, one of the players was playing catch with a fan, throwing football back and forth. He was just picking fans along the line, just start throwing ball to them. Yeah. Again, that makes a memory for the game. You know, or going around and signing autographs before the game, just, you know, just going through. So, I mean, these guys are role models. They should know better. This guy, apparently not. Like you said, some people have a hard time grasping what the responsibility, not just for playing, but also for the teams that they represent. Some people are just shitbags. Pretty much. So, on that note, that'd be the end of the first period. We'll be right back. For listeners of the Not Another Sports Podcast, if you visit fansidea.com and use the code NASPOD, N-A-S-P-O-D at checkout, you will get 10% off your order. Fansidea.com is the place to go for custom-made jerseys, hoodies, shirts, and all kinds of other gear. The perfect product, perfect stitching, perfect sublimation, perfect embroidery, 100% handmade and delivered on time. That's certainty, and it's their promise to you. Again, use the code NASPOD at checkout for 10% off your order at Fansidea.com. Baseball fans, check out the Baseball Together podcast. Your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes, present new episodes for the entire baseball family every Tuesday. Available on all your favorite podcast apps and YouTube. Come join our baseball family, where we do baseball together. If you're looking for a podcasting channel with lots of shows in one spot, look no further than CKCC Radio. I'm Chris O'Mealy, the commissioner of CKCC Radio, and I'd like to tell you about some of the great shows you can listen to when you subscribe to our channel. You can check out The Nerd Table with myself and my co-hosts Eric and Dan as we review all kinds of nerdy topics on a weekly basis. You can also check out two shows by Jeff Trelowitz, The Ranking Tracks Podcast and The Real Paranormal Talk Podcast, where Jeff ranks songs on the album that he reviews and also talks about his real-life paranormal investigations while talking about famous stories as well. You can check out the Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman as he reviews all of the racing events of the past week. Check out Jay Bunny's Music Hub, where Jason Chin interviews various artists throughout the music industry and plays samples of their songs with their permission. Check out the A Show and By the Numbers. Matt Derline, professional wrestling referee, hosts By the Numbers as he interviews wrestlers in matches that he himself has personally been the referee for. And on the A Show, him and Chris Decker team up to draft rosters with special guests from various years in wrestling promotions. There's also the Board to Death binge cast where the Board to Death clan reviews easy to digestible chunks of television shows and movies for your enjoyment. There's also tons of other great shows, but there's too many to talk about here. So you'll just have to check out CKCC Radio at ckcradio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back for the second period. Uh, once again, episode 49. I know was, there's there's a theme here. It's just it's funny it happened that way, honestly. Yeah, we didn't. I plan mean, we've that done follow up episodes, and but it was like typically a topic from like one episode and then an episode a few before that. This one, it's literally a follow up from a previous entire episode, which made me laugh like anything. But 
uh, basically we USC and and uh, UCLA joined the Big Ten in 24. Right. Which that's big because of just the you know that big of a move. And in that discussion, we were talking about how the Big Ten's probably angling to get some kind of a, a big TV deal. Well, they got a big TV deal. <laughs> you think um, it's a big one? Do you think it's a big T, you know, big TV deal? A seven-year media rights deal with CBS, Fox, and NBC for football and basketball through the 29-2030 season. Um yeah, and it gonna, should equal out to $1.2 billion annually. That's insane. I mean... It, I, it, it really is insane. Um, and I mean, and if they can't think about it, that's going to be close to, you know, cl- close, if not more, $8 billion over the next seven years. I mean... <laughs> They struck that deal. They struck it well. And, and like, there, there's a lot of like, there's some interesting things about this. Um, so the Big Ten and their relationship with ESPN and ABC dates back to ESPN being ESPN. Like they've have been the longest running sports partner with ESPN. I mean, they were there before anything was there. Um, so the the death of the Big Ten on ESPN is huge. Oh, because yeah. that's a a what a forty four year forty three year uh, partnership. Um, another thing that's interesting is NBC was for a long time the only college football they aired was Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. It was only Notre Dame, and now. <laughs> now it's going to be a Big Ten home. CBS was for a long time the home of the SEC. The SEC has a deal with ESPN now. CBS is now a Big Ten place. Like this is a lot of long-term relationships have have died out for this to happen. Well, think of this. I mean, you have two big name schools coming into the Big Ten. Of course, you're going to want to get the piece of that action of rights. Well, I mean, uh, and yeah, and and, and I and think the Big Ten's turning uh, into I mean, a powerhouse. Look at, the, I mean, outside of of USC, who's you know they they've had great success over the years, especially in recent history. But I mean, look at the Big Ten just before they came in. You have, and granted, we're in the area, and and. It's all a lot of people watch up here. You have Penn State, you have Ohio State, you have Michigan, you have teams that are perennial contenders. Not just in the Big Ten, but nationally. The Big Ten is is a place to be for for college football. Um, It's not just a one trick pony anymore with with the SEC. There's other. There's other leagues like the Big Ten coming after them, and this is a big proof of that. Um, and yeah, I think I Ohio saw that. St- uh, yeah, between Ohio State, uh, you got Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue, yeah. uh, Minnesota, Minnesota. A. Eh? You got uh, you got Michigan State. 
Penn State, Maryland. So it's not like these are just small teams either. No. Um, and it's going to be real interesting, um, or at least the breakdown to me is interesting. So Fox is going to have a noon game. CBS is going to have a 3.30 game. And then NBC is going to have a primetime game on Saturday night. So Saturdays are going to be packed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I anybody mean, going out to a bar, they're going to have some. Uh, from lunch to dinner, they got you covered. Pretty much at that rate. But we're also looking at this. All CBS games will be live streamed on Paramount Plus. Well, uh, you got to think the NBC ones will probably be on Peacock. Mm-hmm. And one thing that it didn't touch on, because um, they're just talking about Fox, CBS, and NBC. CBS has a cable sports network, and so does Fox. Do you think there'll be any residual? I mean, you got to think there'll be residual games on there, too. Well, uh, in the article that uh, that I have up, it has the Big Ten football broadcasting. Uh, for twenty uh, for 2023 games, CBS looks like we'll have seven. Fox, FS1, 24 to 7, or 27. NBC, 16. Big Ten Network, of course, 38 to 41 games. I totally forgot about the Big Ten Network. Sweet yeah. Jesus, yeah. And then Peacock around eight. I think I have that uh, in our list. I forget if I post it or not. Uh oh, Fine, don't worry. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, Big Ten Network. That's another one that you know, of course, they always have there with that. <sighs> big Ten made some big moves, big big moves. Yeah, they did. I mean, and and you know, this is this is good for for college football. It is uh, getting another another big name league more ex- more exposure than they already had. Um, a lot of exposure. It, it's yeah, Ohio. Um, <laughs> Are we doing the, the Ohio chant right now? No, no, Ohio. You don't know about Ohio? Um, Ed McMahon on Johnny Carson. Ohio. <laughs> you never heard that? Okay. I thought you wanted to do the Ohio chant. No. <laughs> but, I mean, us locally, Penn State's going to be on pretty much every weekend at this point. <laughs> yeah, if you can't, if if your team's in the Big, on Ten, the Big Ten, we know where it's at. You know, if it's, if, if your team doesn't play in the Big Ten, they're... <laughs> Good luck being on TV, I guess, at this point. You know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes our uh, CW affiliate airs, like, Division Two games. I'll sit and watch them. Oh, yeah, so why? I've done that already, just because it's on. Yeah, there's nothing else on. I'll throw it on. Why not? I'm not you know. deeply invested in Lehigh, but sure, I'll sit and watch a game. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, just, like I said, just looking at the list of everything that they have, I mean, uh... Yeah, I think this is going to be good for the schools. Oh yeah, it's exposure for the school, the you know, and everything else, and plus the money that they'll probably be getting for the rights. And you're going to think that money's going to. I mean, you have to assume 
the money will go not just towards football and basketball. Those schools will probably spread that money out Mm -hmm. and other programs within those schools, athletic divisions are going to reap some rewards of it too. Oh yeah. Because which is only better. Well, well think of this, not only, not only will those schools get the rights for being on the TV, you know, for being on TV and that, but also you have ticket sales. Imagine, you know, so they have that coming in. Then whatever merchandise, whatever parking for that for that venue, all that is going to be going towards the school. So one game, you guarantee they're over, they're already making seven figures. Yeah, and and you know the I mean another thing to think about, um, and we went through this I think last year, the federal judges mandated that the ncaa is allowed to pay athletes up to almost six thousand dollars a season as a reward for academic performance so that's going to spread out that out even more i mean this is a win-win for everyone involved the the networks the schools the student athletes it's it sounds greedy when you hear the price tag but when you break it down to how who it, it affects and who's reaping rewards. It's it's not a bad thing at all. Well, no, because this could also help not only the academic, the uh, school sports, but also the academics. Yeah. Big, you know, like uh, new computers, new, <clears throat> you know, new things for the students. Right. So right. In terms, they could, you know, helping the facilities, you know, upgrade the facilities like the dorms to help better accommodate. The, yeah, know, this is, I mean, again, like it's, it's a win-win for everyone involved. Yeah. And, and like you said, yeah, when you hear the price tag, when you hear everything, yeah, it's a money thing. But like you said, break it down. A lot of people don't. A lot of people just hear the price tag. First thing they think of is greed and all they want is money. Right. Well, who doesn't at that point? But when you, you actually sit down and break it, it will benefit. The schools, yeah. not just not just in sport wise, but school wise, you know, in academics. But now I'm just curious now, though, but if games, if CBS games will be streamed on Paramount Plus, how much money is Paramount Plus going to get for subscriptions now? Because their subscription. Oh yeah, because that'll drive up subscriptions. Exactly. So Peacock, I don't see that affecting their bottom line because I mean, if you have Xfinity, yeah, you're you getting Peacock. Peacock for free. I mean, yeah, I'm one of the few people that pay for no commercials, but that's because they paid WWE five billion dollars to have the network on there. And I'm sorry, I'm not watching WrestleMania three with commercials. I've never seen it with commercials <laughs> my entire life. I sure as hell is aren't watching it with commercials now. <laughs> I don't want Hogan mid body slam of Andre in the Pontiac Silverdome with, and now this message. <laughs> oh, with the Aflac duck right there in a, a wrestling commercial. Right. About ready yeah. to get body slammed. Aflac. <laughs> 
I mean, it's still okay. Total sidebar. It's it's still jarring <laughs> because even when you because even when you pay for the commercial free version, it's still there's like a, a brief like ten second black screen where the commercial would go. So there's still like a break in what's going on for the commercial. So it's still annoying to me, but like these are shows I've watched my entire life. So I know them like backwards and forwards. Sorry. This is my issue, not yours. Um. (laughs) No, you don't have an issue with that. (laughs) Yeah, they're getting my extra five bucks. So, Anywho, oh, we love our sidebars, don't we? Did you, okay, uh, did you see the meme that a talk that a, a someone should open up a food truck and station it at Chick Fil A on a Sunday and call it Side Chick? Yes, <laughs> I've seen that one. That was funny. That was a good one. Um, oh. But yeah, Big Ten's definitely uh, definitely getting uh, a lot of notice. A lot of notice right now, especially with this deal coming in. Well, the way they're going, who knows what else they m- might be rolling down the line. The way the Big Ten's Not moving. Doobies, that's for sure. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> On that note, that's the end of the second period. <laughs> We'll be right back. For you, the listener of the Not Another Sports Podcast, our good friends Brad and Brig at Baseball Together want you to check out their shop at 9plusus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S dot com. And if you check out their shop, you can use the code NASPOD, N-A-S-P-O-D, for 15% off your first order. Check out the different designs on t-shirts, caps, hoodies, raglans, and so much more. Again, that code is NASPOD at checkout for 15% off your order at 9plusus.com. Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong. And if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, Look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour. And then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, PeterDeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore Talks. Do you have a YouTube channel? Check out All Things YouTube. That's hosted by me, Matt Haas. I'll show you how to make searchable videos people actually watch. That's the key. Hey, look, we live in an amazing time. If you have something to say, 
you could reach a worldwide audience. A worldwide audience, and all you need is consumer-level gear and good on-camera presence. You don't need anyone's permission. The strategies and techniques you'll learn don't cost extra money, and they don't even take extra time. You just have to do things right. I'll show you how. Plus, all my stuff is free. The best place to start is to point your browser to allthingsyoutube.com. Welcome back for a third period. We we have an interesting uh, topic here. <laughs> Uh, we actually just finished watching the video right before we did the third period just to kind of get a refresher on what happened. Crazy <laughs> baseball bench clear. <clears throat> so uh, 38 years ago last Friday, I, I'm going to say probably the greatest bench clearing brawl in MLB history happened. Um, yeah, I was laughing. It, it, it's 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 literally one of my favorite bench clearing brawls you had done a bench clearing brawl topic with jonathan when i was on vacation last september um so yeah, i wasn't was... part of that discussion and we had talked about doing a, a part two and i'm like well david you gotta see this one and you're like you know what we're just gonna talk about that one <laughs> yeah, no just so... because i mean we've already talked about the one that i had of just because of how epic that was was the flyers ottawa of 04 but this one just really takes the cake of that. Um, and so, it was it was insane. So the fight or the, the events of the fight started in the prior game. Um, and then um, <clears throat> Pascal Perez threw at Alan Wiggins of um, the Padres because Wiggins had bunted twice for hits the day before um, and the Braves took offense to it and then the Padres were continually every time Perez came up to bat the Padres were thrown at him and he was doing everything he could to not get thrown at finally he got thrown at and they hit him and the benches cleared and it just became a domino effect throughout the rest of the game <laughs> Domino effects right on that one because watching the video, it was warnings given and then the pitcher and the manager got tossed. A pitcher and and the manager were tossed before the benches even cleared. (laughs) Actually, I think two pitchers and managers were tossed before the benches even cleared. I think it said total like two or three were gone before that even happened. Padres managers for the record. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was just mayhem. Yeah. Even the umps were trying to pull people off and having a hard time. Which I think the big ump might have been a young Joe West. <laughs> if you look at Joe West's build and you look at that guy's build, um, I think it was a young Joe West. I'm going out on a limb and I'm saying I think it's a young Joe West. Um, That'd be funny if it was. That would be funny. So really funny, not funny, haha, funny, ironic. Um, there was a player in that game and in the brawl who is from the central Pennsylvania area. Who's that? Gene Garber. Oh, 
Hey, ties to Central. He was a pitcher for the Braves at that moment in time. Um, so some background on him. He was a pitcher for the Pirates, the Kansas City Royals, the Phils, uh, the Braves, and then wrapped his career up again as a Royal. Oh. Hey. From 69 to 88. <clears throat> Not a bad career for a pitcher. No. Um, I mean, the video, and, and there's a a 21-minute clip of the, the brawls, the combined brawls from this game, because there isn't just one bench-clearing brawl. There's no, multiple bench-clearing brawls. There's there's brawls where the fans are are jumping out all, like over, over the, the barricade to the get railing. to the to the Padres players. It's it's crazy, um, but I think the highlight of 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 the fight, and uh, if you watch the John Boy video, they do an amazing job editing it to <laughs> to focus. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> hilarious! If you, if you can just is, look up, uh, you <laughs> will not be sorry. You will laugh. And the fact that there were three separate brawls going on at one point. And then the one guy, I forget, who, who was it that tried to go after the one batter that already went into the dugout? So it, it was now. So Ed Whitson was a pitcher for San Diego um, and he was shirtless. All crazy bug eyed like Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair. Um to give you the idea of how crazed he looked shirtless with a bat in the dugout, yelling at fans, trying to fight fans, fight um, fans with a bat. Mind you, he was being held back by three different members of the team. I mean, he stole the show in this fight and he wasn't even fighting anyone at that moment. He just looked so crazed. Like he, a flip a switch. He's gone. <laughs> It, and the look on his eye, just yeah, you're right. Just the look on his face, just as he's looking around. And when, it's funny is when they slow mode his face, just looking around. It's like oh, yeah, looking around behind Goose Gossage, where Goose Gossage looks like mellow and calm, and it, 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 it's it's almost like those horror movies where the serial killer's right behind the guy who's like do 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 do. That's basically what it looked like. Um. <laughs> There's a lot of stars in this fight, <laughs> um, to put it, Joe to put it, it easily. Um, Champ Summers from the Padres is one. He's also in the dugout with Whitson when they're like, when he's going after fans with the bat. Um, what was it? Four arrests, I think they said. Um, four... Four or five fans were arrested. Give me five fans were arrested. 14 players were ejected. Four managers were re were ejected. And apparently some coaches were ejected, but I don't have the, the number on coaches that were ejected. Um, and the fact that they had to clear the benches for the game to go on, they had to clear the yes. benches out of the state. With, with three outs left in the game. They had to send both teams' players in to um, into, into the clubhouse, and if someone had to come out and bat, they had to That's... come out to bat from the clubhouse to the field. 
that's how, how violent and intense this brawl was at that time. How insane does a fight have to be to get that far? That they had to clear the dugout to where they were not even allowed in the dugout just for the game to, to move I, I on. I love it. <laughs> it's so freaking crazy. I love it. Um <clears throat> Well, what was the I can't think of his name now, the the Braves player who uh, was in in the press box because he was injured. He had a was broken it Horner? Bob Horner? Horner. Yes. And he you can a, see in the video he had a cast on. Yeah, he had a cast on. God, I, I think Champ Summers needs to be like thankful even to this day, if he's still alive, that Bob Horner did not club him with that cast. Because that he came hurt. from the press box, got in his uniform, and came out to partake in the fight. And he knew what was going to happen. Because that's what they say. Like, he knew it, he, what was going to happen. So in When he came down. Uh, Champ Summers did pass in 2012. Uh, R.I.P. Champ Summers. Uh, John Jr. Summers. Champ Summers. Champ Summers is a freaking great name for a, a baseball player like that is a fantastic name for a baseball player um so so the reason i i think this is the greatest baseball bench clearing brawl and i'm sure if brad or brig and i'm going to just assume jonathan's going to disagree anyway uh, <laughs> um i think this is the best bench clearing brawl for one reason People actually fought. A lot of baseball brawls aren't much of anything. It's more guys Bad stopping days, no. each other from fighting. It's guys. They, they, it's basically. Intimidation. Oh, yeah. Intimidation, a big argument. Very rarely do punches get thrown. This is this is violent. This was <laughs> um, when I know yeah. there was a really bad one this year between. um. Was it the Mariners and uh, the Angels? Mm, trying to remember here. Yep, Angels and Mariners. Yep. There was a really bad brawl this year between the Angels and Mariners. And as far as baseball brawls go, it's a bad brawl. But I don't even think that holds a candle to this one. I don't think any baseball in the modern era that had bench clearing brawls can relate to this no it can't just because of how bad I this mean, was when when the fans get involved exactly the fans to a point to where they're being arrested that says a lot when yeah they have to by the end of it make you come out of the clubhouse just to bat, go bat. <laughs> is bad when it gets to <clears throat> that point it's bad. I don't think we will ever see it get that bad ever again. Just yeah, because it's, of it's a different game now. Exactly. Where back then, like you said, <clears throat> punches were thrown pretty <laughs> a lot. Guys were getting tackled. Punches were be the one dude came out just swinging at people. He right? I think he even hit one of his own teammates. He did. From the video, <clears throat> it looked like he did hit his own teammate. He pushed him down and hit him. And then just start swinging, hoping to hit somebody, I guess. Man, it's 
I, I mean, I highly recommend the John Boy one adds a lot of humor to a really violent brawl. Um, and it's like eight minutes long. If you are feeling really brave, pardon the pun. Um, MLB has a 21 minute video that compiles the full fights into just one digestible uh, video. That's worth it to go out to. Um, yeah, no, man, that video. Yeah. It is something else. You, you got to watch the John Boy version if you want humor with it, because he definitely adds adds some humor to it. Ed Whitson, he he steals the show. Let me tell you. <clears throat> Slamming I, on the dugout roof, yelling at fans with a bat in his hand. I wouldn't have messed with him. Nope. I'd have just left him go. I wouldn't have gotten near him if he was on my team. Well, the funny part is when the one fan ran out and he was being the attacked players by the player. Him. Exactly. Yelling at him to get, you know, do you see the one guy pointing like to get out, get off the field? Yeah, so, the, the team he's there to cheer <laughs> tackled him and, and was trying to get him kicked out. Yeah. That, I mean, don't get me wrong. You see those idiots running across the field now and then, but not for fights, just being an idiot. But yeah. when you have multiple arrests for people trying. I mean, to- three fans alone leaped over the barricade to attack Champ Summers. One threw something on him. A soda or a beer. Whatever, One yeah. Who knows leapt on to, to Bob uh, Bob Moore. I forget. Like on his name. He just like head grabbed them. The one fan just literally just grabbed his head. I mean, one fan got snuck snuck in, got a, got a, a few shots on Champ, and then just ran out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it was, was it was bad. It, it was, was it was bad. But like I said, you will never. Well, you like you even said you'll never see anything of this level to where players had to come out of the clubhouse just to bat. I'm actually oh, shocked man, they didn't just was... call the game with the, with only three outs left. I'm shocked they didn't just call the game. Bob Horner, a fan, leapt onto Bob Horner trying to get to Champ Summer. But so I'm shocked they just didn't call the game because only three outs left. Yeah, I mean, nowadays they probably would have, but yeah, that that is just a bad situation all around. You think? I mean, think hmm. about it. Think about if Crazy got out with the bat. So, <laughs> I mean, think of what he could have done. So one of the many stars of this, uh, we are talking about Bob Horner. He was a rookie of the year. <laughs> Let's look up Ed Whitson here. Ed Whitson had a career from 1977 to 1991. He played with the Pirates, uh, the Giants, Cleveland, the Padres, the Yankees, and then back with the Padres. And he was a one-time All-Star. Champ Summers Athletics. Number one Cubs. in your hearts and, and your nightmares. I know uh, Champ Summers Athletics, Cubs, Reds, Giants, Padres. You know, uh, we need to touch upon with Champ Summers because it's something that you would never see happen now. 
the dude got signed playing from softball. playing softball. How, yeah, you will like, never that see would that. Never now. happen now. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. He got signed from yeah. He got signed from playing softball. And I you mean, know how... what? <laughs> First pro game, he was almost twenty-eight. His last pro game, he was thirty-eight. He had a nice little career. I mean, nothing you can. I mean, you can't knock it for being signed just from playing softball. No, but still, you're never going to see that ever again. No, but see scouts at see see scouts at a beer league softball game. <laughs> Man, that's that whole thing's just it's so bad. <laughs> I'm surprised there was no serious injuries, right? From the way they were going, I'm shocked with like those pylons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because guys were getting tackled, guys were leaping, they were falling on each other. It was, it was nasty. <laughs> it was nasty. Nasty's an understatement. Yeah, it was something. But yeah, you'll never see that type of fight again. And I would love to know what John Brad or Brig would think. Like, what would be. If they would agree, if it, that if it this isn't this, be... what do they think the worst? Yeah, fault is? exactly. Because this was bad. I mean, I've yeah, this is the first time I saw this, and it was well, well, you saw my face. It was <laughs> just in shock of holy crap. I think you hit hit it on the head when fans are arrested and the players can't even sit in the dugout. It it's it's at a level of bad. <laughs> where I, it'd be hard to be worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm shocked they didn't call the game. Just because of that. Yeah. You know, like, okay, this is enough. We're just going to call it. But yeah, that was bad. That was definitely a good one to talk about too. That's for sure. Yeah. Highly recommend if, if after listening to this, it. you want to check it out. Uh, just Google or uh, go on YouTube, search uh, Braves Padres Brawl, or I'll put uh, I can put the links in the episode description. Um, well worth checking out at least once. Uh, Absolutely. Probably the John Boy video is the one you want to go with. <laughs> yes. yes, definitely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he has a nice little uh, comic twist into it. It needed it. <laughs> right. So on that note, that'd be the end of the third. Oh. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so was... let's wrap this up here real quick. Um, you can catch me monthly on the Philly Baseball Together podcast with my co-host, Tori. We actually recorded this week. Um, I want to say it went up on Wednesday, um, maybe even Tuesday. I don't remember now. Um, but we did about 40 minutes talking about the prior month, talking about, uh, the trades that were made for the fills, how we think the rest of the season is going to play out. Um, you can find the Philly baseball together podcast wherever you get uh, your podcasts. And that is under the umbrella of the baseball together network, which Brad and Brig are a part of, um, this coming week, I believe I'm going to be one of a few guests on 
um, Broken Kayfabe, which is uh, hosted by Frankie Seacrest. It is the unofficial after show of, or I said Broken Broken Kayfabe is the name of the show, um, but it is the after show of Breaking Kayfabe with Baldrin and Barry on the Arcadian Vanguard Network, uh, which is a pretty popular uh, pro wrestling podcast. So this is the after show of that, basically, is what I'm going to be on. A few of us are going to be on that. Um, you can find that wherever you get your podcast. It's going to come up as uh, What's Up Wilmington, because uh, it's under Frankie's old network from when he lived in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, really super nice guy. Um, I don't know if he's ever listened to this, but I'll give a quick shout out to him. He does something really cool. Um, so with Breaking Kayfabe with Baldrin and Barry, uh, it's Jeff Baldrin who was a former writer uh, for the Wrestling Observer, which is one of the most popular wrestling uh, newsletters out there still to this day since the 80s. And Barry Rose is an, as a pro wrestling historian. Uh, they're both from Florida, and they do um, a biannual fan fest in Florida called the CWF Legends Fan Fest. Well, Frankie and his wife actually cover the airfare and hotel room and spending money for one person every fan fest oh wow um and some further some further info about this um so it's it's named after one of the guys who was in my admin chat his name was joe christie joe was only about a few years older than us he passed away this past spring um from a rare form of groin cancer. Um, super funny dude, really great guy. Um, we all miss him in our admin chat, but, um, it's now called the Joe Christie scholarship fund. Uh, so in honor of him. So and now every, every fan fest, uh, Frankie and his wife send someone in honor of Joe to the fan fest. Nice. Frankie's a really good dude. Um, so I just wanted to throw his name out there just because he's a great guy. Yeah, that sounds like something fun to do. Uh, if I had the money to afford it, I would totally fly down and go because it's just a big it, I don't want to say it's a big party because it makes it sound a lot wilder than it is. It just it's a good time. Uh, I know a lot of the people that go super awesome guys. Uh, the guy I was telling you about off the air who sent me the uh, the old fashioned Amish peanut butter spread he's he's one of the guys for the record this sh this shit's amazing <laughs> um i for sent you a link guess. for it it is <laughs> it's fantastic um but his name's michael i know he goes all the time um it's just it's like maybe a hundred people go but we're all in this one group together on facebook um and it just looks like it's a lot of fun but between airfare hotel room and and the ticket for the fan fest I just don't have that kind of money. <laughs> um, so nice. it, it would be pretty fun to go to and meet a bunch of people who I've interacted with for years on Facebook, but it'll happen uh, someday. But I just, again, wanted to give a shout out to Frankie because he's a really good dude. Um, I believe the A show is on a current break, so I don't have a plug for that. But go back, listen to the archives of Matt and Chris's uh, show, The A-Show. Matt's a great guy. Chris is another great guy. Um, really fun wrestling podcast. Trying to think here. Anything else I got to plug? Um, I don't think I have anything off the top of my head because 
the baseball together one runs through the show and fans idea runs through the show i got nothing else so um <laughs> thanks for joining us for episode 52 of the none other sports podcast uh you can find us online through our link tree uh link on um in the show description that'll take you to our facebook our website our creator page for uh teespring which we got new shirts i posted them on facebook and on twitter uh with the link we got a front offices kill fan bases shirt and we got two count them two NASPOD nascar parody t-shirts one in the classic nascar colors and one in the show colors um uh, both were inspired by friends of the show. Uh, the, Na- the NASCAR one was suggested by Brandon, who won our beard care giveaway package. And the front office's kill fan bases was from John. The bobble bro himself. Um, so we we listen to y'all. That's why we always say, send us a message. Send, leave a comment. We listen. We make shirts based on your ideas. <laughs> um, and they're out there. They are out there. Uh, 1999, right? Yep. 1999. You can't even get a, a tank of gas for 1999, but you can get it a NASPOT t-shirt. Um, <laughs> that was a horrible sales pitch. This is why I'm not Billy Mays. I might look like him, but I'm not him. Um, so the Don of Their Sports Podcast is available for streaming or download at Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, recently added. Amazon Music and the TuneIn Radio app. Um, so I think we're on at least like 20 different platforms at this point. Um, oh so if, if you can, if you get podcasts from there, you can find us. Um, please, again, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, leave a message, leave a like, leave a comment. We, we will interact with you. We'll talk to you. We will actually listen to you. Um, with that, I am Jason. I'm David. We will talk with you next time. Have a good one. You have been listening to the Not Another Sports Podcast. Thank you for your listenership.